folks, you've heard me talk about bridge debt with a couple of my syndicators, both Jonathan and Anna. We've talked about how bridge debt's used for value add opportunity. And you've also heard me talk about bridge debt being something similar or akin to the nonsense that was done in residential lending in 06, meaning short-term variable and stupid assumptions coming back to bite people. But you know what? You can actually use bridge debt correctly. So folks, I've got Dustin and Jonathan here to A, define what it is and to define how to use it with the appropriate guardrails. I do think over the last two years, unwise investors have defaulted to bridge debt and they're about to get hurt. But as we go into an environment where values are being reset, opportunities are coming, bridge debt might be the right answer. So uh, what do you guys think? How you doing, Dustin? How you doing, Jonathan? Good. Good. Thanks, Mike. All right. So uh, do me a favor. Uh, let's assume nobody knows what bridge debt is. Can you define it for me real quick? Yeah, I mean, bridge debt is essentially, I mean, it's in the name. It's a bridge from one place to another. It's not like a long-term loan. Usually it's one or two years, but it's basically to help you either acquire and rehab or just acquire um, and then just hold on to the property, do what you need to do for a short period of time and then get out. Yeah. Bridge debt for me is exactly that, right? You're at some point, you you want to acquire this asset. You have to do something, hence get over the bridge, whether it's value add or close on another deal or something. And then the point is to exit. And that is why I think some of the larger multifamily investors are going to get hurt because they had bad assumptions. They got bad loan structures and you have to exit. And um, if you can't get out, the bridge collapses. Is that mm. fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so bridge debt is short. Let's call it one or two years. Uh, is it also fair to assume that bridge debt is higher interest rate than a traditional loan? Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, right now we're probably getting most of our bridge debt with a, you know, experienced qualified borrower client, like a nine, 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 you know, to 10 yeah. and a half to 11. So they're, they're expensive for a reason because the, the requirements to get the bridge loan in terms of credit and, and the amount of leverage you can get. And the fact that, you know, John discussed a lot of times bridge debt, you're able to get some rehab money to do repairs. So a lot of times the investor that's giving you the money may give you a loan amount that's higher than the purchase price of the loan. So yeah. that, that in itself is obviously a little risky from the lender's point of view, and it's translated to the rate that you get. Yeah. I mean, I mean again, bridge debt is, is there. It's, it's, it's purposeful, right? It's meant to be short term. You're going to pay a little bit because the lender's got to make their money or their VIG or whatever you want to call it. And uh, you got to get out. So um, what are, you know, what are the things that I see in the bridge debt market different today versus a year and a half ago, which is a great thing. It's going to protect a lot of people, but there are some people that are in debt that's going to hurt is uh, the debt, uh, the bridge debt uh, offering is looking for experienced operators. I think people got a little too loosey goosey a year ago. Anybody and their brother could do a value add property and uh, they got, yes, money was free. And unfortunately that's going to hurt. So I'm seeing a lot of bridge debt really evaluate the operator instead of the property. And I think that's a little subtle change in the last year. Uh, is that fair or am I just misguided? No, I think that's very fair. I, the other thing that is a little different too now is leverage is less, right? So there go. Yeah. there's no, you know, they used to be able to do almost a hundred percent of everything. Like we mm -hmm. still get calls today, like from 
inexperienced investors and just even experienced investors. Hey, hey, can you give me a hundred thousand or a hundred percent of uh, of all the debt? I don't want any put any money in. I'm like, yeah. that's that's not possible anymore. <laughs> what, what real estate guru are you listening to? Yeah, I want to do one hundred percent financing. Yeah. Um, you know, they take a video from like maybe a TikTok video from 2021. You can get a hundred percent. They call, hey, can I get a hundred percent? No, you can't get a hundred percent. Um, but see the leverage, the leverage is, is less now, right. Which is, um, I think a huge protector as well. Um, maximum leverage we're seeing now in most places is 85% loan to cost. Nice. And then, yeah. um, and then, you know, if you're not an experienced investor, like your first time, then you're going to be at 75, 70, you know, I like left. it. Yeah. So it, it definitely does protect. Yeah, and again, I think I I actually think bridge debt is a wonderful tool. It's in my tool bag. I've used bridge debt, but it got used too often by inexperienced. It's like giving somebody a you know a, a powerful uh, saw without any training, a chainsaw with no training. There's gonna there there's a high risk of injury involved, and I think that's we have to run through that. But as we're going into a changing cycle, especially in bigger opportunities. I think bridge debt's going to be awesome. Like for example, one of the guys in my network just closed on one of the largest properties in my market I've ever seen. It's like 6,800 square feet in fig garden. He got it for a hundred bucks a square foot in wow. a market where it's, you know, usually 200. So he, he bought this thing for about 700. He's going to put about four in and it will go for one five to one eight. He happens to be in a position where he can write that check. But that would be a great opportunity for bridge debt for maybe someone. Because again, it was just bought right. That's what I think people get wrong. They don't buy right. They they just they just they were not buying right. They weren't watching the market change. And you owe in real estate, you always make your money when you buy. And yeah. it's the debt that hurts you. Those two things have never been truer. You make your money in your buy, and debt is what will hurt you. And um, so just talk about all that. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very powerful tool. I mean, I'm using de bridge debt right now to yeah. you know for the listeners. You know, obviously they know that I was going into a project, um, mm -hmm. but I'm using it right now to acquire a property and then also kind of create a finance that thing to uh, to make it work. So you know, it's it's not like people are shying away from it only if they don't understand it, right? The point is understand it. So you know, yeah, yeah. reach out to us, let us know, help us help us help you. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people that bridge debt could help them and you will help protect them. Where should they reach out if they wanted to ask about bridge debt when it's useful, when it's not, how should they reach out to you? Uh, go to convoyhomeloans.com and uh, let us know you're coming from ORAT. Yeah. Let them know we're coming from ORAT. That's important because you're going to get the one and only Jonathan or Dustin to help you. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. It's been wonderful. Uh, great feedback from the, from the audience. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you.